Hello and welcome everybody to this week's Dev Central Connects. My name is Boo, one of your community evangelists on the F5 Dev Central team. Uh, this week we're going to have an exciting show. We're going to be joined by guest Sarbjeet Johal. He's an independent industry analyst, cloud analyst, and he was recently recently at CES, Consumer Electronics Show. And I thought that was a really cool um, show to go to, not just because of all the fun toys that are there, but, uh, you know, in particular, Sarbjeet, actually, he took it from the approach of looking at how all of this consumer electronics is actually intersecting with cloud compute, the stuff that, uh, you know, our audience is building uh, day in and day out and maintaining and operating. And I thought he pulled valuable insights from that. So I'm really excited to have him on. Uh, before I do bring him on, I just want to remind everybody, you may be watching us live right now. You might be watching us from YouTube, LinkedIn, Twitter, maybe on Facebook. Uh, I'd love for you to hit like on that. That helps us out with the algorithm. Hit subscribe. Please do leave a comment as well. We'd love to hear where everybody is watching us from. It's really neat to see all of the different cities and countries that people are uh, viewing this from. Also, you might be listening to this via podcast right now, or if you are watching this, you might not know that we are on uh, and available as a podcast. So you can find us on Apple, Google, and Spotify. So please subscribe to us on there as well. And uh, if you are listening right now, we'd love for you to leave a five-star review. That helps us out uh, greatly as well. So without further ado, I'm going to bring on Sarbjeet Johal. Sarbjeet, how are you doing? Good, Boo. How are you doing? I'm doing great, thank you. Uh, you're, now, you're not in your, although you're always in different places, but today you're in a special location. Maybe you can give us a second or give us a little uh, highlight of where you're at today. Yeah, today I'm at, at, at the Cube studio, studio in Palo Alto. Uh, there's a live show for which will go for seven, eight hours uh, starting at nine o'clock. It's around SuperCloud 2. We did SuperCloud last year. It's about the platforms we are building on top of hyperscalers. So uh, I'm here for those discussions. I will be live at 9.30, actually, 9.30 to 10. Okay, uh, that's fantastic. If folks actually, if you're not familiar with the cloud, they do awesome coverage of shows and of current technologies. F5 has participated in that. So most recently, our high-end song and Dan Woods was actually uh, joining uh, the folks at the Cube. I think it was at AWS Reinvent, if I'm not mistaken. But that's actually over on the F5 corporate YouTube channel, and you can also find it on the Cube. Uh, content as well. Um, and Sarbjeet, maybe for our audience who might not know who you are, maybe you can give us a quick 30 second on uh, what your role is in the industry. Yeah, uh, my role right now in the industry is as of analyst and I do consulting as well, mainly go-to-market consulting uh, in the cloud area. And cloud touches almost everything these days, right? So, but my background uh, has been in the software development for last first uh, for 15 years of my career and the next uh, 15 to 17 years into the ops area. So I have worked at companies like Oracle, EMC, VMware, PeopleSoft, uh, Visa was the only company with which I, where I worked, uh, which was non-tech, but it was still tech, right? Yeah, a bunch of companies, Rackspace um, included, yep. And and I've been very close to the build of the cloud, actually. I was at Rackspace when we opened source OpenStack. I was at uh, VMware when we launched the vCloud director uh, in the rooms in the strategy sessions uh, when we were picking the providers to give the technology to and so forth yeah been around for a while oh fantastic so it's almost like you're seeing your baby kind of grow up <laughs> yes yeah, yeah 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 i've been i moved to silicon valley in 95 and i grew up with the browser and then uh, spent my teen 
years of my career with the cloud. <laughs> yeah, very cool. And so um, most recently, now you go to a number of events and it's fantastic to watch your coverage of these events and get your perspective on it. And especially now knowing a lot more of your background around, you know, your, your uh, perspective or how your perspectives were uh, created around cloud computing. Recently, you went to CES. We, we converse sometimes on Twitter and I asked you, hey, was this a planned thing? And, and you were mentioning, yeah, you've been to a number of CESs at this point. And, and you look at it from the pers an interesting perspective, I think. You know, a lot of people, when they go to CES, they're more around, hey, what's the fancy TVs and what's the new, you know, audio video type stuff. And you looked at it from the perspective of cloud computing. And, you know, with all of this fancy technology that's coming around, what is the the compute and architectures that's going to power it. So maybe we can get some highlights from you. You know, what what kind of things stood out in your head that we need to watch for? Actually, just giving you a little background on that. 2020, I went to CES uh, in 2020. That was the last in-person um, uh, CES. And that was the first time I went to CES. As you said, like CES mm. stands for Consumer Electronic Show. And most of the B2B technologists don't go there, right? They, they think it's just mm -hmm. consumer tech. Um, I wanted to explore um, in 2020 because we know that in enter enterprise sort of technology and and the consumer technology is becoming and sort of intertwined, if you will, uh, through cloud mainly, and of course through the edge computing and IoT side of things because everything, right? I usually say if you're in the things business, like your thing will become an internal of thing at some point in future if it's not right now so things are getting connected to the internet and hence the the need to needed to go there and i enjoyed 2020 as well but um, more so um, this year it was a little lighter show but but there was there's more presence of from the technology companies which i actually want to see more of to be honest with you from the data related companies like snowflakes of the world and, and others but um, but AWS was there, a big presence, and so was Google, um, and mm. Google Cloud presence was there as well. Bigger Google sort of umbrella company was there. Same with AWS. Amazon was there. Amazon's um, auto division, which is a parallel division to AWS Cloud division, I was told. Mm. Uh, it's not a part of the, it's not a subdivision of AWS, if you will. Um, they were they had a big floor uh, sort of um, area and they were showcasing so many te technology related to auto by the way on that note the the CES has become a big auto show like there's a big presence of auto companies because autos are becoming like a computing you know data centers on wheels if you will <laughs> all these cars need a lot of compute because of the need for self-driving doesn't matter what level we talk about level three four five you know so we need a lot more compute to analyze what's around us and and interpret that and so that we can steer the car and put the brakes on when there's somebody in front of us so that was there and of course uh, microsoft i didn't mention them uh, they were there as well um, so the top three cloud providers were there and my goal was to talk to different companies different vendors and behind the scenes kind of vendors, they also sort of um, are there. Normally these kind of vendors, which are behind the scenes, they use um, these core consumer brands as proxy of their brand, if you will. So they market through them, if you will. 
right? So, for example, a few actually discussions stood out. One was with the Bosch. Bosch is number one, I believe, number one worldwide uh, component provider to the auto industry. So all these little sensors, oh, wow. and which a lot of people don't know that, but I didn't know that either <laughs> before 2020, mm -hmm. because the, 2020 I interacted with them and got to know that. Uh, so I spoke to them this year about their the cloud consumption, and uh, it was a great discussion. We could, we can talk about it further based on your questions and all that. I don't want to mm -hmm. just go on and on. If you have any particular questions, I can address. For example, I'll give you um, a little information on on that discussion. So Bosch is using AWS mainly, but Bosch's customers are BMW and Mercedes and all these other companies. Most of the car manufacturers or car brands, you can say, they are their customer. So some of their customers prefer AWS as backend, some prefer Google Cloud, some prefer AWS, uh, um, Azure, for example, right? Mm -hmm. So on the backend, they are trying to create a platform uh, which can plug into any of the cloud providers, right? And that, by the way, later they will include Chinese providers when they are selling their technology to the Chinese car manufacturers, right? So they, they will go to Alibaba on the back end. So they want to create a, a, an abstraction layer between cloud providers and their platform, what they provide to the car manufacturers. So that was a very interesting discussion. Yeah, that is actually pretty interesting. So, you know, that probably ties into what some of the conversations that you'll have later today, today around super cloud, but being able to harness different clouds and still building with that independence so that you have compute is essentially sovereign from the cloud that uh, that it might reside on, but might not reside on. Uh, and at that point, you know, Bosch, are they going to operate a PaaS or do they want to build something that people can deploy as their own PaaS or the manufacturer would de deploy as their own PaaS? They will bake these things into their platform, like a, you know, car operating system, you can call it. Um, mm. By the way, Qualcomm um, had their big presence there as well. So they were showing off the other cars. Like they, they showed Lucid actually. AWS showed Lucid mm -hmm. car as well, and 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 uh, Qualcomm as well. So they and no, actually Qualcomm built their own car, oh, their own concept car. It was very mm -hmm. fancy looking dashboard and all that. But AWS was showing the Lucid car, and I think I did the tweet just for this season, yeah. like last night about the the Alexa demo in, in the in the lucid car and there were so many actually parts in the car like compute like smaller compute units and which which will come into play and in aws likes of aws for example and and azure and google cloud they have their miniaturized sort of uh, devices which which will come into sort of come into play to work in the iot sort of space if you will right so your question was Oh, the platform, yeah. So they, they, they will bake it into, into their their platform and then the developers who are developing core, your dashboards and or interactivity and upsells kind of stuff, right, in the car, 
Um, so they they will use that that platform. Yeah, that's interesting. Um, I'm just going to note here. You know, we normally start at 8:30 a.m. Pacific. So if you're just joining us now, we started a little bit earlier, but we've got Sarbjeet on. Uh, one of the questions that we do have is from Aubrey that I'm going to bring up. Actually, is is AI going to play a heavier role in consumer electronics and was this a big topic at CES? Uh, I know, you know, I, I had an article that I was reading this morning about ChatGPT, Microsoft already integrating that into Azure and having a, a GA offering for that. So maybe we can talk a little bit about AI and, and its fit in consumer electronics. Yes, actually, AI is being built into consumer tech, you know, left and right, like you, the, from very cheaper consumer devices to very expensive ones, you know, like the, the radiation is, is a very, a lot um and the one fascinating thing about going to ces is that you get to see that devices at different price points for different people for mm -hmm. example even the goggles for vr ar they the, the price points are from like let's say 200 dollars to you know five thousand dollars even more than that so lot of vendors lot of alternatives if you if you if you will for different economic sort of categories of countries people like they can't afford you know five thousand dollar headset for example they will go for lower end but the software and the ai is being used in all of those you know for identification of objects and rendering of characters and the biggest use of ai right now and in for the near future i believe is the is the language side of things right so all these big models are large language models and based on that we end up creating sort of portable generative ai in case of chat gpt so basically these we are processing just human languages right so we're trying to make sense of it like we we're, we're trying to interpret what question you asked and what was the what was the key so what were the key phrases? And then it does this sort of self-focus on the question itself. And then actually I've shared a few videos on that, like how, how these things work internally. Because till, you know, last year, AI was still like, hey, it's a little far in the future. We shouldn't be afraid of it. And we thought that the AI and automation through AI will take away the blue collar jobs first, but it has flipped in a way that AI is more actually seems like it will take uh, cognitive jobs. Um, it will impact our cognitive jobs more than the blue collar jobs because it can process that language uh, very effectively, by the way, but there are some limitations as well. AI models are trained on based on data and the data, for example, ChatGPT3 is trained for the data till September, 2021 for example, mm -hmm. and anything after that, it doesn't know about it. But going forward, there will be mechanisms to plug in the latest information or feed that new data to these models um, on ongoing basis. And these models have hundreds of billions of parameters, which is crazy. I actually, I did this tweet many times that the smartest system is the one which can take into account most number of variables while making a decision. I mean, that's that's what these models are. So when you have 320 billion, whatever that number is for chat GPT-3, I think it's around that, between 300 and 400 billion parameters, um, it's a it's crazy number, <laughs> right? And it will go into 
trillions and tens of trillions in future. And, and it's all enabled through the cloud, to be honest with you, because you, you have that capacity to train the models in cloud. And on that note, tying it to CES, there were there was a company from uh, from Europe. I it was not a very common household household name. I wrote that name somewhere here. They were training uh, the car manufacturers train their self driving modules virtually in cloud. So about they said about ninety five percent of the scenarios are covered by driving on the virtual roads, and you can they can train their models on virtual roads. But the actual Training the last five percent happens on, on the actual roads when the, where the potholes are, where the road closers are, and all that. They said um, most of manufacturers, car manufacturers, use their technology. So there's a lot of a simulation we are sort of using to build these products or digital twins, or we call it, and to design these products and to test these products to most extent, extent if you will, um, in cloud. So sorry, I was drifted from AI to the cloud. <laughs> yeah, no, that's very interesting. You know, we, we do need to train these AI models. Um, and then beyond that, maybe, you know, after after the cars aspect of CES, what is the, the next biggest industry that you would see at CES now? Oh, after the cars, uh, there was a lot of uh, computing related stuff like the, the PCs and, and the, the headsets, which are computing devices as well. Uh, the mobile uh, is huge, like mobile phones. The TVs are big at uh, CES and um, yeah, those are the ones which, which stand out. And of course the, the AV, you know, um, the audio visual, the, the Canon was there and Nikon and big camera companies and how they are bringing in the AI into Canon bought a, an AI company to identify people, objects and all that stuff. And, and they can do a um, lot of processing on the movie and or the, the photos you are taking with cameras uh, on the fly you know so it, it's crazy what what um, it actually if you want to see the future <laughs> like a, which is like five to ten years even down um, you, you should visit a CES you, you'll see that a lot of concept cars concept uh, headsets concept kind of like futuristic things which are not even working in many cases but the the, the design is there so it, it stretches your mind to imagine more uh, possibilities yeah yeah that is interesting and then when you have you know when you you said that amazon was there and they also had the amazon as in terms of automobiles it would aws and um those folks be versed in the cars or would the cars folks be versed in aws or are they separate booths and you're having separate conversations with them, or you know how well is that intertwined? Oh, okay. The the auto unit is separate. For example, for AWS, they they had some separation, but it was within the same area, but kind of a little separate area. But but next to it was a lot of startups. Were like um, AWS was showcasing. They do that at their reinvent uh, event as well. So they bring in. They have like few areas at reinvent. But here they had one area where they have booths for you know, Stripe, which is the fintech, and many other companies actually have the video, which I will share in coming few days, about what were the different companies. And I spoke to three or four of them, uh, what were they showcasing. So there was more than Auto, of course. There was um, one interesting one was that, you know, the 
AWS has a big um, ad business as well. After Google and Facebook, I think they are number three in ads, right? Oh, really? They have ad platform. Interesting. Yeah. So they, there was a company which is sort of augmenting the data, the, the data you can get from uh, about the consumers on AWS by bringing in the external data about the same individuals, same households. So they were showcasing their solution for people who want to do ads and marketing and all that stuff. So that, I thought that was uh -huh. interesting. So even somebody yeah. else is like augmenting that data. There were a bunch of use cases, if you will, shown by these 10, 12 vendors about the cloud usage and leveraging the data which they have in some, in some cases um, at Amazon overall. Forget about AWS alone, right? So, so yeah. that that was a good example of um, the, the ad uh, sort of platform. Somebody's. I suppose they have a frightening amount of data. Like if you count, um, you know, you have uh, first of all all your purchases on Amazon Prime. You have all the things that you say to your Amazon Echo and Alexa yeah. devices. You have your um, doorbell that knows the people coming to your door and the deliveries and how frequent you buy. Anyways, maybe. Um, your your buying cycle is uh, an indicator. They have your Whole Foods orders, I guess, at this point too. They know what you eat. Um, so yeah, they've uh, they've got a pretty good system. Yeah, Amazon has a lot of data on us, and uh, Google has a lot of data on us. Like when we search in you know Google Maps and Google whatnot, right? And then uh, yeah. then Microsoft has a lot more data on us. It doesn't seem like that, but I I mm -hmm. when they. Uh, they acquired um, uh, LinkedIn, right? So they have. Mm. I, I said they have the they have the data about world's talent, where who is going where. You just having the metadata around that. Just imagine if they are not even tapping into the actual data, just having the metadata, just how many people are moving around. That is huge, right? Uh, yeah. And they have. Uh, they got the Git repository. So they have the repository of the code of the world, mm -hmm. number one repository that is, and the number one talent database access to that. Microsoft has it. It's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty wild. Um, all right. So I won't keep you longer, Sarbjeep. I know you have to head off. You've got an exciting event today with uh, the folks at the Cube. Maybe you can give us an idea of where to find or um, watch that stuff. Oh, yeah. Just go to thecube.net. So it will be live at 9 and it will go till five and there are a bunch of sessions register register for the event so that you can watch these later as well um, watch the live if you can ask questions and we'll be looking at those questions and some by the way some sessions are live some are pre-recorded so it's a mix of it um, because not everybody can be at, at a time in the studio right so yeah. it, it's going to be great actually it, it just opens up your mind to different possibilities and how we are consuming cloud and how we're going to consume edge uh, data at the edge and how the you know the whole thing is going to work and what are the gotchas and how the developers are impacted how the architects are getting impacted by this um, th these moves and uh, yeah where the money is flowing into that's also a part yeah. of it Fantastic. Uh, great lineup uh, there today. So if folks uh, don't know, um, there, there's that website and then on the show thread, which I will attach to this as well, all the contact for Sarbjeep if you want to connect with him on LinkedIn, Twitter and his website. So thanks a lot, Sarbjeep. I will uh, let you go ahead and, and get ready for the show.
thank you and to your community anytime you guys need to pick my brain or anything just dm me on twitter and connect with and or connect with me on linkedin i'm here to help thank you fantastic all right thanks for thanks Booth. all right bye Alrighty, that was great having Sarbjibi on. I always love checking out his content. He's got uh, great insights, like his uh, background in actually growing and building up cloud with the various vendors that he's worked with, with Rackspace and with VMware. I didn't know he was actually part of the original vCloud Director stuff as well. So that's really cool because that was some of the original uh, infrastructures as a service concepts for uh, enterprises. So um, fantastic to have him on. Like I just mentioned, there is going to be a show thread for this. Actually, it's already created and that's on uh, community.f5.com. So if you go into that website, uh, you're going to want to go and check out the groups. You do have to sign in very easy to sign in. Just use your email address. It's free, of course. And you're able to check out all the forum posts that are happening on community.f5.com. But there's also groups, so you can actually dive into the groups. So you head over into the navigation bar. There's a groups drop down, and then you'll see a group called Dev Central Connects. And in, within there, you have to request to join, but it's free. Within there, you'll actually actually see all the show threads that happen for each show. And then there's going to be links to our guests and their content. And also when we discuss the news, which we didn't quite get to today, um, there's links to that as well. So there is actually some news articles that I did post in there. Would love to expand those conversations with folks on community.f5.com. Um, but we'll save that for the forums. Please leave some messages on there. Would love to uh, chat with you about some of the articles that I put up around uh, an African gaming startup, uh, malware coming up on some of those Android TV boxes, which is a conversation that I just had with uh, Aubrey uh, two weeks ago, uh, and uh, Microsoft offering ChatGPT uh, on Azure already after just last week announcing their big and second big round of investment with ChatGPT. So really exciting stuff happening in the industry. We'd love to chat with you all about it. And again, if you have not already, follow us on LinkedIn, Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, subscribe, hit like, leave comments. You can find us on podcast format as well, Google, Apple, and Spotify. Um, with that, I am going to close things out for this week. And... I will see you all uh, next Tuesday, same time, 8.30. Bye for now.